What's the scene, people? This is Matthew and Summer. And this is the second part of our 80s throwback yes. retrospect reviews of, well, Ghostbusters, which we talked about with our colleague Julian, who isn't here because, you know, the bright lights, because, you know, this is how we light the green room and all that kind of yes. stuff. Yeah, the bright lights kind of got him, man. You know, he, he melted. He revealed himself as a gremlin. Yeah, he, he, he melted, like, like straight up. Like, it, 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 it was just messed up, Jill. Yeah. Like, like, we were filming, we, like... You know, maybe I might put this out, but it's it's just too graphic for, mm-hmm. for young audiences. It right? might scar you. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's just the two of us, and we're going to be talking about Gremlins, right? Which mm-hmm. also came out in 1984, same day, directed by Joe Dante, who, you know, who directed, well, Gremlins 2, which I'll talk about in a bit. And um, he did Wolfen, right? Yes. Yes, which, which it was I, a show I, that I saw once, and I forgot how it went. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. But I remember, like, really enjoying Wolfen, but it's just yeah. ages ago since I saw that. I did as well. Yeah. So, a um, little history about the Gremlins franchise, right? Well, I guess since just two movies, right? Mm-hmm. So, I did not see the first one. Obviously, I didn't see the first one because, you know, I wasn't born. Uh, but the second one, which came out in 1990, I, did, I do remember seeing. I do remember going to Windsor. Yes, rest in peace to Windsor. <laughs> this is where I saw uh, movies such as Ghost Dad and Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. <laughs> yeah. I believe I saw... Gremlins 2 with Ghost Dad. Okay, okay. <laughs> I, think, I think that was the double. I, I like. can't remember where I was for Gremlins, but I think it might have been Asta Cinema in Woodbrook. Yeah, yeah. Asta, yo. Yeah, because Asta was the cinema that used to show more kid-related stuff. Right. Um. So for me, it was either always Globe or Asta, depending uh-huh. on the movie. Yeah. <laughs> and um, one scene in particular blew my six-year-old mind when I saw it. Or was I five? I can't remember. Um, that was when the movie actually this is Gremlins we'll talk about right when the movie literally stops and you see yes. <laughs> the Gremlins just do like this hand puppet thing bunny rabbit like I never saw a meta yeah. joke in my life. Yes. I didn't know what meta was. This yeah. like I didn't break know you could stop a movie and break the fourth wall. I was like, "What is this?" Yes, yes. I didn't have to watch this. Any movie that did it before that, and I can't. Yeah, like yeah. um, we mean with characters break the fourth wall. Yeah, in the eighties, like that. Like, oh, yeah, first Bueller's Day Off did that. Oh yes, yeah, yes, yeah. Like, Martin like, Broderick. Yeah, yeah. Came out, that was eighty six. Okay, right? okay, okay. I saw that like years <laughs> later. No, eighty six, right? Yeah, but um, yeah. So my mind was blown the moment where you, you cut to the audience and you see uh, Hulk Hogan come and say, Okay, you guys, listen up. People pay good money to see this movie. When they go out to a theater, they want cold sodas, hot popcorn, and no monsters in the projection booth. Do I have to come up there myself? Do you think the Grimsters can stand up to the Hulkster? Well, if I were you, I'd run the rest of Gremlins too right now. Sorry, folks. It won't happen again. I was like, yo, this 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 movie's amazing, yes. right? But I confess something in retrospect, um it kinda doesn't really hold up all that well. Like, let's talk about Grammar so far. Like I get the joke of it, right? It's uh really this satirical take on sequels, right? The idea of Hollywood just putting out these bigger is better sequels, so right. that's the point of it. So everything is much bigger and over the top. And the thing is, like, look at it now, some of the jokes don't really land as much. And it kind of blurs between 
okay, we actually try to be funny here. Mm-hmm. And we try to be satirical here. It kind of blurs that line way too much. So you're not too sure whether they're being ironic or whether they're being comedic now. Right. And because some of the jokes don't really land no, as much as they, as, they, as they want to, it's just like, all right, should I laugh at this? Or, it, or should I be like, ha ha, that's funny because this is how Hollywood sequels are. Ha, 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 ha. I, I have fun memories of two, though. Right. Um, but I didn't really watch it for this. Okay. So, un- um, unfortunately, it's not fresh in my mind. But I remember always liking two a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I would like to rewatch it and see if what you say, if that holds true for me as well. I believe Joe Dante really did like, like, you know, we, yeah. we talked about this before. He really yes. preferred this one over the, the original because yeah. he was able to take jabs at, well, you know, the Hollywood machine. Yes. You know, that's the way Hollywood make films. Especially with the era when this came out, you know, 1990, around the time when... You know, movies being so much bigger and larger yes, life, right? Yeah. But it pretty much failed at the box office, though. Like, people, a lot of people didn't really get the jokes. I, myself, didn't really find the, the work all that well. I think, to me, the biggest problem with Gremlins 2 is just that it didn't have the horror feel like the first one. I was about one. to say that. This the one was just one... all slapstick and, you know, yeah. creepy creatures doing The first one is stuff. definitely, to me... A horror movie. Yes, As yes. a kid, I, I was always drawn to horror. Thank you. I had cool parents that would let me watch horror. Your parents and are cool. My, my new <laughs> Gremlins. Like, no, no, no. But still watch yeah. that. Don't watch that. Gremlins is very much a horror movie. And there's a little bit of trivia there too as well. The MPAA invented the PG-13 rating for Gremlins Part 1. Because, well, because of Gremlins because Part 1. Because of Gremlins Part 1. Yeah. And, um, Which we all talk about. Yeah. They were like, okay, it's not pg but it's a little too violent to be PG, yeah, but for, it's not violent enough to be rated R. Exactly. So here we go, PG-13. Yeah. So you don't have my notes. Once again, you go it off of memory. Yes. I I, I don't know why you could do this. <laughs> uh, I, I've I been asked, how do you do that? I mean, yeah. You know, but, that's expression that I can, I can pull from my head. <laughs> no, but it's just some stuff in it that I was like, all right, I need to write this down, right? Yeah. So um, I love how it starts off. Just simple, right? Yeah. With the... 40s, I think it is the Warner Brothers that team. So that what I love about it, how subtle it is, can set it up the whole feel of the town, right? Yeah. Of, of Kingston Falls, this sort of circa 40s, 50s era mm-hmm. kind of thing. So it always feels like you're just watching an old school Christmas movie, right? Yeah. But this is not that. This is something totally different, right? And we introduced to Randall Peltzer. I forgot the actor's name. Mm. Basically, he's an inventor and he's the, well, technically narrator at the very beginning of the ending movie. Yeah. I love this running gag that they have with him that everything that he creates literally is faulty. Yeah. So even at home, he has all these Peltzer products, he's all these patent products. He's that kind of inventor. Nothing works. So uh, he goes to Chinatown because, you know, it's the 80s. So, you know, we have to... You have to be Chinatown and China, right? It's exotic. You yeah, know? you know, Big Trouble Little China, which came out a couple of years, you know, kind of mm-hmm. touch on that too. But it's always something about China at the time. Well, yeah. I guess it's the politics and stuff, right? Yeah, so he goes to Chinatown and the idea is that he's looking for a gift for his son, yeah. Billy, for Christmas. Well, Billy played by Zach yeah. Galgan. Haven't seen him in which anything else. Which is weird when you think about it, huh? because the way he talks about his son in that moment. Yeah, you swear it's like a little kid. You're a kid. Yeah. You're a kid. You know, it's like, I have to find... 
the perfect uh, a perfect gift for my son. It seems like something a parent would be tracking down for a very young child. Yeah, dude's like a, like, he's like 19. He's, he's, he's like, like young like adult. 19, yeah. 18, 19, somewhere around there, you know. Yeah. That's a job. You know. <laughs> like, wait, what? You know, it, it has to be the perfect gift for my son. It's just, it's kind of weird. Right, it? yeah. And then he goes, well, he goes into this old antique store owned by this old Chinese guy who actually showed up in the sequel yeah. and, um, well, they were threatening to buy out this place, but he didn't, and then he died, and then he just demolished it, right? Which is kind of messed up, but anyway. Yeah. And, um, well, he notices his box, and, you know, it's shaking, and then you hear, oh gosh, the cutest little shrilling in it. Yes, he's singing. What's he doing? Singing. He does that sometimes. It's over here, it's like, oh, <laughs> but then, well, his uh, his grandson, who I need to, like, look at it now, I was always wonder because, That's well, Steven Spielberg is involved. Yeah. Is that the same kid from Indiana sure. Jones yeah, and, the, sure. and the Temple of Doom? It's not, but it looks like him. Can you add the baseball yeah. cap? No, I don't think it's the same kid. Yeah. Yeah, the voice I doesn't do the annoying, Mr. Jones! Da, 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 <laughs> which I hate about that guy. Yeah, it's, it, that is a very, that character, again, has not aged well. Yeah. <laughs> And on the subject of that, right? Well, I'll get short back to show, right? It's short so, round, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I know that Steven Spielberg was going through some hell in that era. Uh, I think it's personal, you know, with his wife and all that kind of stuff. You can right. Wikipedia, right? But it's like, he was in this, like, dark creative zone. There. So, like, <laughs> when you look at Temple of Doom, it is, like, probably, like, incredibly dark. Though, it especially is, and I love it. PG-rated, huh? I love. It's my favorite indie movie, by the way. Like, mm-hmm. I know it's, like, it, 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 it's not for me. It's it's well, you know the last one. The last yeah. one came out in two thousand. Yeah, right. That's yeah, yeah, it, it did. But this one is like. I made more money than Gremlins. Yeah, this one is too place for me because <laughs> I I just find it was just too <laughs> dark. But it just took away Kalima. from it. Pulling out hearts. I love kids my, my little horror loving heart. Love this. Eating monkey brains. <laughs> I, what? Yeah. No, man, Zombie no, children. that, that was messed up. Zombie indie. I, I, I had a blast with that movie as a kid. Maybe if I watch it now, I'll appreciate it. But when yeah. I was young, I was like, no, this is not, this is, <laughs> hey, this is messed people, up, people, you know? People talk about how dark Temple of Doom is. People's faces were melting off in Raiders of the Lost Ark, okay? Those are Nazis. Yeah, but still. I'll bring up Raiders of the Lost Ark near the end. Good thing you bring up that, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but... I don't know, but is that couple with, even though he exactly produced this, yeah. is like just the level of, I don't want, uh, let me say violence, right? For the, for the, yeah. Yeah, for the sake of this I movie. I think a lot of people forget how violent Gremlins is. They yeah. think back that it's this cutesy 80s movie. Yeah, and you realize, and, oh, no, it's, that it's really, messed up. It, yeah. it is messed up. So basically, the old guy at the, at the shop is just like, no, this is not for sale. Yeah, it's too yeah. much responsibility. Basically. Yeah. yeah, and Randall is just like, all right, cool, I go on. And then when the kid kind of yeah. comes in and gives him the box, like, well, okay, you could go with it. You know, my, 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 my grandfather's crazy, man. Yeah. You know, give me $2,000. I know, $2, I remember that. In my mind, I remembered it. Before re-watching it, I remembered it as the old man selling it to him. Yeah, I, I, somehow you remember that, too. Yeah, my brain remembered yeah. it like that. And yeah, I, I was like, holy crap, no, it's his yeah, grandson it went behind yeah. his back. And he's like, no, we need the money. Give me the money, but yeah, what? This is what you need to do. Don't get it wet. Don't, you know? Right. Exactly and this is thing. something that I absolutely love about this movie. Yeah. The rules. It's so simple, but yes. it's so damn easy to break. Uh, that's the thing, too, is that in watching this movie, I've always, even as a kid, I've been like, why are people so stupid? 
I know, I know, that's basically what gremlins is about. Why are people so stupid? It's three very simple rules, and I'm sorry to say, it makes white people look bad. (laughs) (laughs) It does, Wow, how they break those rules. They know how they do it, they just show us like really dumb. Yeah, oh my gosh. And basically the rules is um, keep him, well, keep the mogwai, Mm -hmm. right, because that's what Gizmo is, right? Keep the mogwai away from light. Cantonese word, by the way, for devil, demon, or gremlin. Ah, yes, you're correct. Um, especially sunlight, sunlight will kill him. Mm-hmm. Um, don't get him wet. Yep. At all. Uh, well, basically keep him away from water, right? Yeah. And the most important rule: never, ever, 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 ever. feed him after midnight. midnight. <laughs> and how they break that rule, boy? I'll get to that. But that was, that was pretty smart how they worked that in, right? Yeah. So next shot is. Uh, it's basically this billboard and it is Indiana Jones inspired, right? Yeah. People write down to the to the font that they use. But instead it's this DJ Rockin' Ricky Rialto. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like <laughs> so forties by the way, that's the idea behind it. And then you hear the, the Christmas song and it's yeah. just so you know, it's so reminiscent of forties and fifties, you know, Amer- America. Yes. And this is something that really makes it suburbia, really sad, right? sort yeah. of thing, yeah. That's that idea of how sub- how suburbia and how life yeah. was. And there's this foreign element coming that just kind of messing things up, right? Yes. You know, if you dig it deeper, you'll see the message, right? Mm-hmm. The music for this, by the way, is done by the great Jerry Goldsmith. I love the music for this. Mm-hmm. score for this works so well. Uh, in particular, yeah, with... Score is pretty, yeah, pretty that, that cool, Gremlin yeah. score, that T-Saw, that... Yeah. You know how they bring it in? It's just so mischievous, but it fits them so well. It's just so 80s when you synthesize that it just works so so well right so the one piece of music that i really do love though is mrs deagles you know the the the, the, the grumpy evil, yes. you know the, the scrooge character like evil. That- good morning mrs deagle what's good about him oh and yeah, she's just like the worst, snobbiest person ever. She literally <laughs> wants to kill Billy's dog. That yes. is so messed so up. So when he goes into his workplace, so he yeah. works at a bank that see the dog is like... This is what's left of my imported barbarian snowman. Your dog broke it this morning. Oh, I'm terribly sorry. Just tell me how much I owe you. I'll be more than happy to... I don't you. want money. I want your dog. Barney? Give him to me. I'll take him to the kennel. They'll put him to sleep. It'll be quick and painless compared to what I could do to him. And I have this one scene before she goes to the bank where this this poor woman and she yes. and she she oh. two kids coming in is like, well, you know, we mortgage, blah blah blah. Yeah, we, my we husband just got yeah, a job, yeah. but you know, we need right. some time. I was like, well, the bank and I have the same purpose in life to make money, not to support a lot of deadbeats. <laughs> Mrs. Deagle, it's Christmas. Well, now you know what to ask Santa for, don't you? Like, job boy, that yes, real brutal. Very, very, very issues. Scrooge type character. Yeah, and right off the bat, they, um, this is something else I love about this movie. There's the underlying theme of, you know, just consumerism. That's the yeah. idea that it's Christmas time and people want to have some money to, yeah. you know, to buy something for the kids or just to get by. Yeah. But no, they have to take out a load or they can't pay on this load, so yeah. people are suffering, you know what I mean? And you know, it just hits so hard for me though, because yeah, sometimes like Christmas silence be like, 
can I afford this? Yeah. Can, I, can I buy this from a, from a ball? That stress. So. That kind of thing. You really do yeah. feel that. And it's reflected on the character of uh, of Katie. Or Kate, sorry. Yeah. It's played by uh, Phoebe Kates. Another yeah, actress who I haven't seen in the movie ever. Yeah. I think she and, stopped acting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And basically her talking about why she hates Christmas. You know, basically with... Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, she talks about how the suicide rate is so high because, yeah. you know, people... Just can't get by, you know. Yeah, just like, people lonely whatever. and all that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it, it leads to a powerful moment. I would say one of the most depressing things I've ever heard ever in my life. Yes. But yeah. yeah that's messed up. That story is messed up. It is. It is. I don't feel like what's happening. That's what I said. Bar was yeah. going through a rough patch. Yeah. Like he was just, it is like creative dark soon. But it's like, <laughs> I don't care though. I just gotta have people rip other people's hearts yeah. out and zombie kids. It's like and, screw the holidays, you know screw I mean? families, and, screw and, the suburbs. And creatures and killing people. <laughs> like, I don't care though, Jen. I don't care. You know what I mean? So he comes home, dad is there, and well, you see Gizmo for the first time. And yeah, like, looking at it now to this very day, very that, cute that's a real cute yeah. thing. It holds up. Jesus it Christ, up. that is a cute-ass yeah. creature. You if, know what I mean? If you've seen a Furby, you've seen a less cute version of Gizmo. Yeah. yeah. All I love is like, every time they say Mogwai, he says, Mogwai! Yes. Mogwai. What? Mogwai. This is so cute. Yeah. And then when he does, he's singing the... Little, little bat ears. Yeah, the bat yeah, ears. Yeah. Is the eyes? Is the mouth? <laughs> you just want to like kiss the dog to yeah, him. I, I love the um, like anything with that. Uh, you know, you sometimes you see it and it doesn't hold up, but yeah. I think it holds up really well. Watch, yeah. Up to now, you watch that and you're like, I can believe that thing's alive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We also introduced to the neighbor, Mr. Futterman. I forgot the actor who played him, but I like him. the kind of Samshaw is being this kind of drunk character. Like he, like yeah. he will get drunk or something. But you know, when you think about the underlying team, it's like. Yeah, I don't believe me. It's Christmas. Yeah. Shit not really going your way. Yeah, so he, I think he's yeah. Spielberg in this movie. <laughs> he's a character just Yeah, and he's just so cynical. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. And <laughs> well he's the one who brings two coins, the, the, the term gremlins yes. in the yeah. in the movie, right? Gremlins. You got you gotta watch out for the foreigners because they plant gremlins in their machinery. Idea of gremlins, you saw that in uh, Twilight Zone. There's yeah. something on the wing of the plane. It's of, supposed, of course, it's supposed yeah, yeah. to be a gremlin. Yeah. yeah. So people always blame gremlins for anything where there is um, mechanical failure. Yeah. You know, yeah. that sort of thing. It's basically uh, Billy's friend who's played by Corey Feldman, of yes. all people. Like, Corey Feldman's in this, right? <laughs> Shows up, right? And it's like, oh, it's so cute or whatnot. Yeah. And then by accident, you're just spilling some water that was in a jar yeah. on Gizmo and on Gizmo's back, sorry. I forgave that. In watching it, yeah. I forgave it. It's, it's, it's a simple it's accident. It's a simple accident. Yeah. It's what came after, is what pissed me off. But go ahead. Right, right, right. Because I, I can't remember if the dad told him about the rules. Yes, I, he, yeah. did. He, he did. He right, did, right, he yeah. did, right. Yeah. But, right, right. And Billy yeah. just seems so unconcerned when Gizmo got wet. Because to me, Billy was annoying the hell out of me. It's like, <laughs> your dad told you don't get him wet, right? Yeah. You see, he's like in pain. And he's in school with a boat and, you know, all these like full boats just pop out. The actor wasn't a good actor, Zach Gallagher, at the time or whatever, but his facial expression is like, yeah, yeah. What's happening here? Like, that's your pet. Shouldn't you be concerned that it it looks. The reaction is almost like acid fell on him. Yeah. So, you know, he. And he's just like. Yeah. Even right down to when uh, Corey played with the lamp, with the lamp. it's like, bright yes. light, bright light. You know what I mean? Like, this, it, it, no it doesn't care. convey there's any concern. No, yeah, there's no sense of concern for the rules and, and what the rules, what effect those rules could have. Yeah. 
you know? Right. So as the, you know, the water, you know, falls on its back and literally it is like acid, you see, yes. like steam and whatnot. You see all these footballs popping out of Gizmo's back yes. and then they're looking down and then afterwards you're like seeing like these kind of weird altered versions of Mogwai. Yes. It's kind of funny how they just grow like instantaneously, yeah. right? But that's part of the rules. Part that I don't understand. But I'll get to that in a bit, right? And they, well, both of them kind of noticed that they all weird and stuff like that. Like, no, sorry, they, they're not weird. They're that, that was like in the second they're one. They're different from Gizmo. Yeah. yeah. He, does, he does mention that in this one that um, he finds these are not as, um, as maybe as nice. As yeah, Gizmo. yeah, yeah. They're always kind of aggressive a little bit. They yeah, bite it. He does ask Gizmo, too, what's wrong? Because Gizmo's reaction instantly is like he's very sad and very concerned yeah. that these things are now here. Yeah. yeah, and it was you making a lot of noise. I was like, <laughs> you know, we, which which had me laughing. Messy and, you yeah. know, uh, the way how they were eating and stuff like that. You know, yeah. they were trained chicken bones and stuff like that. Yeah, and very quickly it's established that uh, Stripe is their leader. Yes, 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 yes. One yes. of them, Stripe, well, love by the way. Stripe, and, yeah. Yeah, and he's like the one who just counted them. Like, yeah, like, tell them what to do then. Oh, uh, and then you're thinking, okay, well, they have one and one now, okay, but then you realize shit's gonna get kind of dark, though. In one scene when I saw it, I was like, wow, y'all really went there. <laughs> they tied up the door yes. with the Christmas lights with snow falling outside. I'm like, sleep like nothing yo, happened. Was, was snuggly away. It, it that is hardcore, you. It's a What's very that? cute scene prior to that. You yeah. know, he's in there in bed. And he has them all tucked away in a blanket underneath in a box. So it's like, oh, he's taking care of them. And then, and then he hears this howling. Yeah. <laughs> right? And he oh, goes to find his dog basically hung. And Stripe is in the box like, huh. Yeah. Just, he's just cool with what he did. I, I imagine if you're a dog lover, you're probably yeah, like, just teach him you want that. Like, <laughs> like, is that too, too dark? What yeah. you think about it? It's like, jeez, my yeah. really? And, um... I do, I do like that um, they instantly think it's the evil woman from the bank. Yeah, you know, yeah. It is yeah. logical to think she's the one who did it. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, that was some like torturous kind of shit though. And this is one thing that's gave me money grab this. They were like straight up torture people. Like yes. in the second one, they, they were really torturing uh, Gizmo in that one. Yeah. And this one, they do some of that that's a yeah. little bit, but how they start off with the dog, I was like, oh my, y'all, y'all just don't care, Jen. <laughs> Um, but I love the setup of the, the cocoons, basically. Mm. Um, basically, it starts off with the, the well, basically, um, Billy is watching Invasion of the Body, of, yes. of the body starts, right? Yeah. The old school version of it, right? Yeah. The 50s version, right? And if you remember that, the idea of these pod people. Yes. So, and then this perfect setup of, well, of course, the, the golden rule, you know, never feed them after midnight, right? So Strike organizes his, hatches his plan basically, right, with the others, and cuts the cable. Well, actually, bites off the cable yes. to the to the, to, uh, to the uh, radio itself. So Billy uh, so is thinking that it's you yes. know almost close to twelve. Does he can yes. feed them whatever, right? And then you wake up in the morning, you see like these sort of cocoons, right? These kind of ponds, right? Yes. So he goes to uh, this well, uh, his college basically, right? The, the scientist that works there. This part pisses me off. But go ahead. And you had this one, and yeah, well, the guy, yeah. black guy who 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 worked there. Yeah. Uh, and he had one of the gremlins, right? And he, he has Gizmo. Yeah, he has Gizmo, he has right? Gizmo, yeah. Uh, and like he injects him. No. And, no, sorry, Billy. sorry. He's extracted blood from him. Billy, and it check. Looks, Water and deliberately wet yes, Gizmo. Yes, yes. It, I am like, are you freaking kidding me? That's right how we now? do it. It's like, well, 
the, this is how they react when, yes, when they hit them with water. Is, yes. So, I, I just was like, and he's like, in you know, pain. He's in. He's fleeing. He's in pain. One pops out, and he's like, and the guy's like, okay, I'll keep this one to experiment on it, and you can go home with that. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And, and, and the moment where he extracts the blood from 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 Gizmo yes. was, was was borderline creepy. Actually, it's, it's it was dark. Mean. It was dark. It's like these people don't give a shit at yeah. all. <laughs> and is he is he smiling on the man's face like oh, don't worry, it's just a little pinprick, you know, we were a bit Yeah, Well he gets his just desserts later on. He does, he does. So at the same time though, you see it like the pod style hatch and whatnot. Yeah. And and well the, the design of that was pretty cool as well. Yeah. It's very creepy, you know, eighties monster stuff, right? Yeah. You know, with the smoke and all that kind of stuff. It's done very well, right? And then well of course the, the gremlins are born, right? And you get and then we get this perfectly, perfectly, perfectly laid out um, scene involving Billy's mom. I just love how yes. they build the tension with this, right? Yeah. So she's, she's here, a Karen, badass. She's a badass. She's a she's badass, a badass, right? <laughs> she's hearing all this noise and stuff like that. Yeah. And then, well, one of them, well, you know, they just like scoop it around the place, right? And McGill have this this kitchen knife trip. And she takes out not one but three gremlins, yes, in one, one go, after the next. In one go, yeah. So the first one was in <laughs> in, 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 in the husband kind of weird blender. blender thing, so yeah. she just blends one. The next one she stabs to death. I'm like, yeah. yo, it's brutal. Yo, the yeah. like, like psycho shit yes. goes off, right? And the last one has last one gets this has the best death in the entire. <laughs> Movie and this was the one that well, this is the one that helped build the whole PG thirty rating by the yes. end. This moment, gremlin inside the microwave. Yes. <laughs> put him inside, put this thing to boil, and then boom! I love it. You see <laughs> when it started over and it exploded. Yeah. I that remember, she, I love that. That was scene. that was brilliant. That was brilliant. That is the best scene in the movie because yeah. she is like, get out of my kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's and, the whole thing. Get and, out oh of yes, my and, and set up with it too. Where you see one of them eating the the uh, eating the what is it? Right? The gingerbread, the gingerbread, yes, yeah, yes. gingerbread cookie. The, 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 the. <laughs> it's just like. <laughs> I love the designs, by the way. Of yeah, these the designs yeah. are really, really. I great. keep trying to see like how they were making them move, and I couldn't quite figure it out. I was like, this is pretty good. Whatever. If I can't see it, I can't see the strings or whatever. Yeah, you know the people. I think you did a good job. They, I, I they, like they, the they, design they, they. for these creatures. Yeah, but that that microwave scene blew my <laughs> mind the first time I saw it. I was like, yes. that is awesome. I love that. Every time I see it, it's like, yo, this is incredible. But yeah, yes. it starts to that in particular. Yeah. That's how we have the PG-13 Single-handedly so. took out most of Stripe's team right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then we get a scene that, uh, look at it now, it's, it's kind of disturbing. But... Alright, I would say I'll tell you why, right? Because the way how that whole sequence was, mm-hmm. it has this slasher vibe, right? Remember, it's the eighties, yes. slash movies are big. Yeah. Literally every week you would have some kind of cheap knockoff of Friday Thirteenth yes. or Halloween, right? So yeah, seeing her with the knife and doing her stuff was was, was really badass and stuff, yeah. right? But taking you have this killer thing inside of your Christmas oh, tree yeah. though. Yes, yes. And how it falls on her and then you hear the music and yeah. like they just grab it at her. <laughs> Oh, my God.
<laughs> it's like, um, yeah, this this shit is horrific, though. Yeah. You know, it's it's still kind of PG-ish, of course, yeah. but it, it's I was looking at like it's for very dark, it but yeah. for what it is. Yeah. yeah. So around this time, uh, well, Billy comes back in and he's like, oh my god, you know, well, you know, these these gremlins are hatching down and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. and Stripe escapes. Yeah. And he follows him into this YMCA building. And from there, it had this right. So it had this moment where where Stripe literally just jumps into the pool, yeah, and it all and lights up in really eighty light style. Yeah, yeah. The lighting for that scene, though, like really, all that lights from you just going into <laughs> into this pool, though, interesting. Yeah, the lights didn't make sense, but the bubbling. Yeah, the, the bubbling yeah, made perfect sense, right? Yeah. The lighting was like really okay. <laughs> yeah, why is this thing glowing green? <laughs> like there's, there's like, no like you know no, no, no party going yeah. on there, though, you know. <laughs> and then we had this shot, which is. Very, which is just straight up, uh, uh, not computer, uh, straight up uh, uh, stop motion, stop motion yeah. animation. Yeah, where you see it Spike walking, they see like this whole legion, like a whole yes. army of them walking right behind. You know, if you were a kid and you saw that, yeah, you'd be yeah. creeped the hell out by that. Like right? hundred at this point, like at least a hundred of them yeah. in that shot. But that brings up one flaw with Gremlins itself. Mm-hmm. So when you throw water on a mogwai, right? Mm-hmm. These little you know, and, and the footballs pop out. Yeah. Okay, they turn into... Mogwai. Mogwai. Yeah. So when a gremlin is doused in water, it's a TNC, you see fully grown yes. gremlins. It shouldn't it turn into a mogwai? It's like, is the gremlin a separate creature? Like, that, that, that just jumped yeah. the, evo- yeah. the evolutionary ladder, yeah. like, it real quick. It doesn't like. make sense, really, when you think about it. Yeah. Um, if the... Because when it... How I look at it is, if the gremlin is the full-grown form of the mogwai, or or the evil form, yeah, then the gremlin should not be able to reproduce. That should be the form. That should be the last form. Exactly. Really, really, what they should do is kidnap Gizmon and keep wetting him. Yeah, and let, let yeah, he you know? be the person who, who yeah. spawns all these things. It would make more sense that he is the producer of these things and not Spike could just get wet. Yeah, and or Stripe, sorry. Stripe, sorry. Yeah. Get wet and make more of these gremlins. So yeah. yeah. Um, and then we get <laughs> one of my favorite montages where you hear the team so the And it just works so well, especially with the synth music. It's just yeah. like, it's dark, but it's very naughty and mischievous. Yeah. You're just laughing at, at yeah. everything. And they laugh while they do yeah. everything. Yeah, I, I just so love how they just kind of watch yeah. each other. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know everything with that for When they play with the traffic lights, I was laughing. Yeah. That was so funny. Um, they get back at Mr. Futterman. And what was funnier is that they went into his uh, his snowplow, right? Yeah. Which he was talking about in the very beginning. Is the, one, the one vehicle that he trusts, right? Yes. And they like straight up attack him and his wife do. With the snow. And if I had to tell myself, alright, they're dead, right? Yeah, I don't talk to him. And then part two come around and I see the show back up. Apparently yeah. they didn't die. I thought so they Mr. Futterman ended up yeah. going ended up getting some like psychiatric treatment <laughs> because he got attacked by gremlins. Yes. Cause I what? Know, yeah, because remember what happened is too 
the the town played it off like it was a hallucination, a mass hallucination. Like, yeah, with the mass hallucination. Yeah, stuff. and that none of this actually ever happened. So he now has to seek psychiatric treatment. Yeah, it's something that never happened. You know, so. and you get some really nice gags like the. I love the one with the gremlin that was in the, the mailbox. Yeah. That's cool. It's like, oh, you put in something there? Yeah, yeah cool. <laughs> it grabs him. I did not warn the man at all. Huh? <laughs> Just wait to see what would happen. Yeah, but one of, one of the funniest moments, though, but this is like the example of the document has, the right? cat lady. Before we get to the cat lady, right? <laughs> um, but the setup of this was cool. So uh, it's basically when Billy goes to the police and tells them, oh, yes. well, I made over my gremlins. And they're like laughing at him, though. Yes. These two cups, right? These two asshole cups. So they're just driving around, right? And they see this guy just in this uh, Santa Claus outfit. Yeah. We attack my gremlins. I want them to say, Jesus, Frank, that's Dave Myers. He does Santa every year. What the hell is he doing now? It's just stuff he's got all over him. It's just the delivery of that though for me. This is so dark, right? But then we had, well, basically my second favorite death in the movie. Yes. Mrs. Deagle's demise. Yes. Well, yes, she's a cat lady. Because, of course, she's so, a cat lady. Of course. It's so messed up. It's just... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, so basically, <laughs> they just mess up the kind of the uh, the chair that she it's has. Lower. It's the scene when they're caroling before that. That oh, kills me. The la, 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 yeah, because she, she thinks that Carla's at the door and she hates Carla. Yes, that yes. she goes out. To wet them by the way, you know, because it's snowing and it's just a bunch of gremlins. And she's yeah. like, what the hell are these things? I wanted them just kind of disables yeah. the box. So it's like, Stripe, isn't yeah. it? Stripe is the one who messes with her chair. Yeah. Right? And you know, he yeah. always kind of watch it coming back. Because yeah. she has one of those uh, escalator chair things that yeah. go up the steps. You know, and you have problems with your knees or your legs, you can't go up and down steps and... They set it to like warp speed. <laughs> yeah, and you know, admittedly, I really felt sorry for her yeah. because it's just how she she plays, isn't it? She's like, oh, oh my god, yeah. oh my heart, oh, <laughs> oh. So she said, no, it's like, oh god, no, 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 and she, you know, then she activates the device and, it and then just then it shoots yeah. up, and then I just love how it just busts, it just breaks through the, the window, yeah. up, uh, you know, uh, on top floor, yeah, house, top floor, yeah. and just hit the tree. Perfect. I love that. I love that. When I saw it as a kid, that blew my mind. I thought that was but badass. Honestly, it's like, this is one of the first comedy horrors I could think of seeing as a child. Because Me too, yeah. It's funny, but then you realize that woman is dead. Yes. You know? <laughs> you know, you see her with her legs up there, like, on the chair. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah. And you're like, holy crap, she's dead. But I, and the camera lingers enough so you see the yes. legs pop out too. Like, wow. As man. a kid, I I realized these people were dying. Mm. I didn't because it, it was just funny to me. Yeah, you know, watching it again as an adult and like, holy crap, that's messed up. Yeah, yeah. Um, you actually hear uh, the DJ himself, Rocket Ricky. He chose, yeah, yeah, he chose this also well. So yeah. like, what's this water world stuff going on? Yeah, right? you guys stop calling in with this crap. Yeah, yeah. And now we get, in my opinion, the best sequence in the entire movie: the 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 the, the tavern sequence, right? Oh, the the yeah. Dory's tavern sequence. <laughs> It is just one gag, one side gag after, after the next with gremlin yes. after gremlin. Yes. Just doing all this crazy stuff. And it's just so well done. It's so it's well just, done. You know, the, yeah. the puppetry, the ideas, you know. It had these, you had ones playing cards. Yeah. And Stripe is there and 
Uh, where you get a gut from? Yeah, because where he's losing and he shoots the yeah, gun. He shoots one of them meeting, and then yeah. had this chick, well, sorry. Yeah. Well, one next to them one dressed wearing, like a, a drag. Wearing, yeah, wearing, wearing drag and yeah. seems to be his girlfriend. I don't know. You know, what's funny about that is, but it kind of makes no sense. Yeah. Is that Kate, though, because Kate kind of wants nights at the bar. It doesn't make sense. And she's just there, like, trying to serve all of them. Yeah. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And you're like, rah, rah, rah. You know, There's the one that flashes her. Yeah, flashes like ah. You know what I mean? And she just like going at it, no one, no one, no one. Like she's not trying to yes. run. Yeah. Like no disrespect think, to Phoebe Kids, huh? but I like I find that happened, they just didn't write the character that well. Yeah. And it kind of under, underutilized her. Finally, they gave her yeah, more stuff to do. Yeah, she's just a love interest kind yeah. of thing. But I think like I myself watching that, she's just like, why wouldn't she leave? But then he realized the whole bar is packed. Yeah, she's probably just trying to satisfy them until she could find a way out. That I know, sort but still, if, if you, 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 your workplace is being overrun by gremlins, <laughs> you're still there. Like, or, or wait, wait, don't tell me you're waiting for, for Billy, right? right. Please, because yes. they didn't set up, right? But the best, best shot is that one gremlin who's sitting by the, by the table by himself. In, in his jazz hat, he has, in his fedora. The jackets, you hear the jazz, you hear the blues music. Jack Daniels, yes, and he does yes, it like... a butler jack and a cigarette. <laughs> shit, man. <laughs> I nearly dead laughing. That was like yeah. one of the funniest things. I so that's the thing. If they, they all it seem just comes out of nowhere, but they, it works. Yes, eh? they all seem to have specific personalities. Yeah, you know. So they like Gizmo. They each seem to be very aware of who they are. Yeah, and it's so very forties to a very yes. very film noir. Yeah, the guy just there like, what a waste, man. My life is going nowhere, <laughs> and there's no reason why he's like this. But it's just so. Funny. Even get like this moment when they dance into some disco music, yes. but it's super bad. This super bad. like you know, popping and locking and doing break dancing. Yeah. It makes no sense at all, but it's just so funny. Just train one thing after the next, right? Like. I could. I just wish that whole scene could go on forever. Like I just wish it would just be a whole night of gremlins and the shenanigans at yeah. you know that tavern, right? But it's kind of stopped because well, Billy comes in to save the day and you know get um, Kate out. Yeah. And you know, <laughs> this one gremlin who like like I don't know like if he was like like from the hood or so so we have like them hood kind of like mass on. Yes. Yeah. He has a gun. I don't know if he's the same gun that Stripe has. He's Trying to, to rob them. Oh yeah. <laughs> so what? But when I saw that, I was I was I was kind of worried. I don't know if I saw it somewhere. Mm. But I think some people kind of misread Kremlin's as being racist. I don't know where I heard that from. Uh, yeah, I think like, I heard you know, Kremlin like is representative of black people. Yes, you know, in the hood, yeah. that's who they are. You know, they can't compose. You know, they can't compose themselves. They was making a scene. They yeah. always like you know. Nigga, they you know, my generation. Yeah, yeah. But, I, but don't I don't know, but you know, when you saw that one girl, they're like, yeah. you know, I wonder if somebody think that this is like a, a critique of black people. Here's the thing, yeah, for me, it's like, um, it's like Rick and Morty. Mm. People like look for deeper meaning in every single episode, in every yes. single scene. And as Dan Harmon has said, sometimes a joke is just a joke, you know? And yeah. I feel like maybe Spielberg just wanted to make. A, mo- a messed up movie mean-spirited <laughs> mean-spirited because holidays suck sometimes for some yeah, people yeah i don't think the gremlins are meant to be any ethnicity i don't think they i never got that 
they're just too random their personalities are so multifaceted i just never got that they're supposed to be stereotypical asian or black or whatever whatever they're just monsters they're just here to mess up the holidays that's, because that's it i get it more as a i hate the holidays yeah than anything else you know or i'm yeah. sick of suburban life or whatever and yeah. i just want to destroy everything exactly yeah and then we get the darkest most messed up christmas story I've oh, ever heard yes. in my life. Wow. And I wonder if that's a reason why the PG-30 rating was established too. <laughs> it is just so sour, boy. So you understand why, why Kate hates, hates Christmas. You understand Basically, why you think Spielberg hates, hates yeah. Christmas. Oh my so, God. So in a nutshell, her dad goes missing, you know, uh, after Christmas Eve. They wonder where he is. Yeah. Two, three nights in, you know, they, 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 and then he realized where then, he was. He was he was stuck in the chimney. And how they the realize house. it is there's a smell coming yeah. from the chimney and they hire somebody because they, well, well, the yeah, yeah. they, they think it's an animal that yeah. died inside there i say oh and my god it was god. the dangerous stuck there dressed as santa claus with a broken neck slipped and, and broke his and, neck and then she punctuates that she entered with these with this last line yes and that's how i found out there was no santa claus it's slick so your wrist drink some gravel zone <laughs> Just end your life right it's after so you hear that. It's like, yeah. I don't need to live anymore. Yes. You know, that, 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 see, that suicide is the answer, folks. Yeah. But after you hear that story, it's like, nah, it boy. It is super dark. I'm and I'm it dead. comes I'm out dead. of nowhere. It didn't have to be there. It didn't have to be that dark, you know, to say, well, okay, I hate Christmas. You could say maybe that your dad left. No, it goes into <laughs> a whole other level yeah. of horror. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's messed Jeez. up. It's messed up. And what makes it even greater too is Jerry Goldsmith's music because he's using a uh, Silent Night. Because earlier, I think <laughs> it was like these carolers, right? Yeah. Who singing Silent Night. And you just hear this really dark and sad mm -hmm. version of Silent Night. This Jeez, boy, just, just, <laughs> just end my life, please. Just, just stop, stop. But I love that moment, and that, that moment works yeah. for me. It still holds up. Yeah. Oh, God damn, boy, this is such a depressing <laughs> story, man. I, 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 I sorry. I, there's nothing else I could say about this, right? Yeah. And then we get to well, a moment that I really enjoyed when I was, when I saw it as a kid. Because now, uh, like I was, I kind of dug deep into it, now, yeah. right? And this is basically where they go into, when the gremlins go into the movie theater, right? I also, for me as a kid, it was my favorite moment. Yeah. Because I love movies and the gremlins love movies. I, I actually thought it's one of the scenes that stick with you. Exactly. Yeah. And, well, from a technical perspective, what I love though is that, well, the yes. they show up the craft. Yeah. You see the whole, like the whole house area of the cinema. Yes, it's just packed. populated by yeah. gremlins. All of them yeah. moving about and reacting and stuff. Yeah. Throwing popcorn. But yeah, so they just pull up Snow White in the seven dwarves, you know, one of the And for some iconic... reason, they love this movie. Yeah, and, and they're all like, hi ho, hi ho, hi ho. Yes, they... it's so odd because even, you know, what was cute is that at that point, Billy and Kate realize they're in the cinema and they're looking at them. And you can hear Gizmo also singing, hi ho, yeah, hi ho. So it's like, yeah. for some reason, Mogwai seemed to like this movie. Yeah, and I love Billy's line where it's like, they're watching Snow White. 
I do love it. Yes. <laughs> it is so weird. You know what I wonder though? Is it that maybe because they all originate from Gizmo? Because I can see something as sweet and cute as Gizmo liking Snow yeah, White. Yeah, exactly. There's no explanation for why the gremlins would like this movie. Yeah. Um. So I'm my wondering is maybe it's something that resonates in them because they're all of uh, Gizmo. And it's more like the movie. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, it, it could be. otherwise it doesn't make sense. Because I would think they would like some genre action, yeah. violent. Oh movie. yeah, some horror flick or something yes. like that. Like slash or flick. Yeah. But no, they watch it. Old no, they crazy over Snow White. Even yeah. even Stripe likes it. So yeah. Yeah. Now this is me kind of reading into the scene. Yes. You know, hi ho, hi ho, and off to work we go. Yeah. Kind of funny because you know you talk about consumerism. <laughs> you know, like you know people had to work a job. You know what I mean? Like they had to work yeah. a nine to five. They don't want really? to. But they kind of have to if yeah. they don't get Bill speed, right? So it's just like, yeah, well, if we sing about it, we'll feel good, right? So, yeah. hi-ho, that's me reading into it, right? Maybe that's the subtext. I, yeah. I can't tell. I don't know. Maybe Joe Dante just loves Snow White. I don't know, right? Yeah. But I was also thinking about it as a criticism or as a critique, if you will, of, you know, of Hollywood anytime. You know, when a movie like that will come out, you know, escapism like that. Yeah. You know, kind of just escape the, the bad times, you know what I mean? You know, you know, just shit in your life now. You come yeah. into a cinema, you watch animated dwarf singing, right? So, I don't know. That's just me reading into that, right? So, uh, they come up with the idea of, like, basically, like, um, burning the cinema down, which is actually what they do. Yeah. At <laughs> this moment, though. Well, oh, yes. And Stripe ended up escaping, actually. Yeah. So and he, he actually left to get candy. Yeah, yeah. He left He left to so get it candy. It was just like he, he got lucky. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just like this running guy with him trying to get candy and it wasn't there, right? So, he went by this, like, it was like a ball basically like yeah. it, it, it's not really a sport a good space but it was a ball basically right and uh, they end up well Billy and, and Kate end up kind of blowing up the place so the place blows up so a majority I, I guess well I mean, all, like, of all, of them, all of them die because it's just stripe left at that point in time yeah yeah exactly um, um, so now they're going to hunt down stripe right so I love the moment where you see stripe on a on a, on a skateboard like, they always come with, like, creative ways of showing... Um, how they move around, yeah. I like to money tricycle. Yeah, you see, money tricycle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, later on, you'll see Gizmo in this toy car. That was really yes. cool. I love how they set up to where he was watching this old film with Karen Grant. Yes. And it plays his mind while he's driving. Some kind of, like, a, you know, racing scene. Yes. Like, a racing car scene. Actually, a scene kind yeah. of thing, yeah. Stripe finds a gun, you know, and he's trying to shoot down key to them. Yeah. I'm like... Alright, now I don't understand if you got the gun there and that's how he had the gun in the bottom. Yeah. Like, you found a gun, but did you have a gun a few scenes ago? Where you yeah. got a gun from? I still understand where you get a gun. In America, <laughs> everywhere you're going to have guns, I guess. You know? Billy comes with the idea with the idea of just using the, the lights, you know, mm-hmm. to, to shine out on Sprite. Oh, sorry, on Strike. Um, Strike being at the uh, at water this, fountain. Yeah, water uh, fountain. Phoebe, now, I couldn't figure out what Kate was trying to do. Why the hell she was interfering with the PA yes, system? Yes, yes. It, it made no sense. I, I don't know what she was doing. She's trying to make a loud noise to distract Stripe or whatever. But she sets off the water fountain that's yes. in the mall accidentally. And, of course, Stripe sees it and he says, water. Because so he, he knows yeah. exactly what will happen if he gets wet enough. You know, water. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, oh, I like that scene where he's, Holding his own against Billy, so to speak, because he uses yeah. a tennis ball machine 
And we all know those things coming at you like at 30, 40 miles per hour. Yeah, them, them, them things right? good. I imagine that. So he, he basically takes on billion and he goes after him with a chainsaw. Yeah, what I saw that was yes. like... Texas Chainsaw Massacre, do you want? Actually, that's what it is. Yeah. It's an ode to Texas Chainsaw Massacre mm-hmm. that Zach Gallagher and Joe Dante wanted to put in. Yeah, but um, so, Billy, a baseball bat, bro. Yeah. So like, like how the sun, you know, you yeah. get rid of them, them pesky critters. So, but Stripe actually a, holds a his own against Billy quite well. Yeah. He does hide from him by hiding among some stuffed toys. Uh, so, which are Warner Brothers inspired, of course. Yeah, yes, the Bucks, buddy. And, yeah, yeah. Sylvester. So it, it, it shows how smart he is. He's aware that he's smaller and he's not going to try to take on. Even with this scene where he's hiding in the Christmas tree yeah. and he gets hit, he sees that the others have gotten taken out, so he gets out of there. So Stripe is very smart. He is, yes. You know? Yeah. And he knows he needs reinforcement, so he goes to the water fountain. Yeah. And as he goes, well, they activate the lights. And, well, now we're going to be able to read this in the Aunt Lost acting yeah. now. Yeah, like him belting and stuff like that was and so realistic. Yeah, yes. like belting. Ah, you know what I mean? It looks really messed up. It, it does. Yeah. And I imagine this scene, Dread, would have scared the living shit out of kids. Yeah. When the skeleton comes and up. It jumps up. Yes. Oh, my God. I was like, yo. <laughs> whoa, whoa. And it's all gooey and gross. Yeah, like, and, yeah. Oh, what was that? Right? Um, and you know, well, afterwards, no, well, everything is kind of back to normal. Well, kind of back to normal because the town yeah. is all messed up, right? Um, but the and old man comes back yeah. for, for, for Gizmo. For Gizmo yeah. I get this really, you know, really heartfelt moment where he has to say goodbye to, yeah. to Billy. That was really nice. Um, but you know, I love when the old man was just basically saying, you know, well, you guys just don't, mm. you don't, you don't accept responsibility. You yes, know, I, I, I love that actually. That's such a good it was, It's a nice hit to people in general who. Because you can buy something doesn't mean you should, you know. And he's exactly. like, yeah. So because the father is like, oh, this is the man I bought it from, and the and the, the old Asian man looks to him and says, bought. That's a that's a uh, you know. Yeah. That's a word because that's not what you did. You technically you stole it even though you paid for it. Exactly. Because you knew he didn't want to sell it. Yeah. You know, so you took advantage of the situation, and I think that's why the father was so quick to give it back. Yeah. Sort of thing, you know. And, but I did like that he explained that he could understand. And, and I also liked that Gizmo was calling him Dada or ba, you know. Yeah. yeah. He was, he was Papa or something. Yeah, like yeah, that. something he like that. Saying, yeah. yeah. So it showed that the old man didn't just have him locked up in a box and he actually has a relationship with Gizmo. Mm. Right. And to end things off, I love the last <coughs> shot where you see the old man, you know, leaving. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you shot the, 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 the um, of Kings and Falls and yes. what's left of it. And he hear Randall's narration, you know, well, that's the end of this weird story. And, you know, like, back then, I was like, you know, this is like a really cool way to end it. Yeah. But, like, thinking about it now, I imagine, like, you know, if kids heard that back then, they'd be like, Mommy? You know, basically what he's yeah. saying, you know, if he hears something rattling about, yes. they'll be surprised. Just we have, a gremlin, just have a gremlin in your house. Yeah. I can't remember if I ever bought into it when I was young. I, maybe I did. You know what I, mean? but, I don't think I did. I just, for me, it was just a matter of Gizmo is really cute and the gremlins are really gross. Yes, yes, yes. And um, funny enough, I remember liking Critters a little bit more. Not that I didn't like Gizmo, but I liked the Critters because they were more vicious. Yeah, well, <laughs> like I and, said, and the other people too rated, right? So yeah, horrifying. Yeah, so we went with a lot more. That's why, yeah. yeah. The gremlins were, they used to gross me out as a kid because yeah. they were slimy and scaly and, you know, then they're not yeah. attractive. And they had this kind of like oozy kind of thing yes, that, that comes yes, out. Yeah, yeah. It, so. it, it looks like, uh, like, 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 like
to give you a bullet and I just kind of looked it. Yeah, like, really I remember thinking, oh God, I would never want one of those things to touch me because they, they seemed like they were always smi- slimy. Yeah. You know, but yeah. Yeah. Still love it though. As movies go. Um, me too, me too. Yeah, I still think yeah. it's it's a good movie. So, um, in closing, um, because I haven't seen this show in a long while, I was actually yeah. surprised at how much I was enjoying it. I was I was surprised at how well. much stuff yeah. holds up, stuff that I really enjoy. You know, yeah. what I mean, um, from the kind of slight stab at you know Americana, you know, well, you know that era to where we are, where they are right now in terms of just consumerism and stuff like that, which you explore even further in the. In the sequel, right. not that much. Well, just more about like optimize, uh, optimization and stuff like that, and how that could go awry, right? Um, but yeah, that's the stuff that they touch on. Like, I didn't think that the movie was as deep as all that, right? Yeah. But look at it now with mature eyes, like, yeah, boy, this this really had a lot to say. <laughs> not just about Christmas, but just about life, though. I mean, yeah. not too much to take away from it, right? It is still a very Christmassy movie, yeah. but just in a kind of dark nature kind of way, yeah, you know what I mean? It, so. it, it, to me, it does feel like it's um, showing you the darker side of the holidays. The yeah. side where people don't have enough money yes. to, to provide for their families. And yet, here are people thinking about consumerism, as you put it, yeah. right? And, 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 and that, by the way, yeah. because like when you think about it, Kingston Falls, what about the citizens of, of Kingston yeah. Falls? Like, what Christmas do they have to look look forward to? Because remember, well, the majority of the, the show, well... Where you know the gremlins take over, yeah. it's during Christmas Eve, right? Yes. So how many Christmas day gonna be? Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you know? But as you said, you know, okay, you have this mother who is begging for an extension on her loan, and then you have this father that could afford to go to Chinatown and drop two hundred dollars on a random creature that yeah. he finds, you know. Um, but even have, he and all struggling too. And he and all his basically, um, I think there's a point where that jerk in the bank um, says that. Billy's basically mining his mother and father because his yes. father, you know, being an inventor and a failed one, his father is always out at these conventions. I actually had one with him. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You know, and he saw... They had um, one where he saw... I think um, he lost his robot, face robot. He lost his face robot. That was, that was awkward, though, because he was talking yeah. about, how may I help you? You know, it's funny. Um, like, the time machine from the movie, the time machine is in that scene. Oh, serious? And if you look, it disappears, and people are like looking for it. So oh, it's a nice little nod, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yes, it it is a it is showing you the darker side of the holidays. People yeah. like Kate who is um dealing with the Christmas always reminds her of loss. It's never gonna be a holiday where she feels like she wants to celebrate, mm-hmm. you know. Especially now when the gremlins are attacking. What yeah. about Christmas? It's so fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So it's definitely dark, but it's so comedic and yes. it's so well. The gremlins have you laughing so much that it's very easy to gloss over the dark stuff, mm-hmm. you know. And I like that a lot about this movie because, like you said, you know, you watch it as a kid. And it's all about the gremlins. And then you watch it as an adult and you see it in a whole different light. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, because when you're young, you're just seeing these, you know, these, I was going to say goopy. You know, these, <laughs> these creepy looking, you, yes. know, and, you know, creatures and whatnot. Yeah. Like, you know, the, the joke is just how creepy they are, right? Yeah. But, you know, it's like when you get older and you just look at the, the subtext of everything, it, it makes a lot of sense, right? Yeah. But it doesn't take away from what it is. Which no, is it doesn't. It, just, it enhances it, actually. Yeah. yeah. Which is just basically a PG horror comedy. Yeah. And one that, you know, came out around time, like I say, you know, where horror movies are big. And, you know, I just love the callbacks to... You know, just a traditional horror, you know, yeah. I mean, case in point, seeing with Billy's mom, still badass, but yeah. the setup of it is just pure classic horror. Yes. Um, and, you know, slasher thrown here and there, right? But yeah, it just takes the it just takes the elements of horror and just puts it in this 
unique fashion, you know, yeah. in, during Christmas, this idea of this little cute creature becoming this, uh, spawning all these evil monsters and whatnot. It was just, I wouldn't say, I don't want to say it's ahead of its time, but it just did a lot as far as horror movies go. Yeah. You know yeah. So I would, yeah, you're right. I would like actually categorize this birth, as a horror. It, it, it basically was the birth of all those creature mo- creatures after that. Like, yeah. Uh, small creatures. Yeah, even, small creatures. You could probably even argue child's play. Yes, yes, You yes. know, in addition to critters and trolls and all these different, oh, puppet master. Yes, yes, All yes, these different master. stuff that yeah, pop like they, up they look, they look, that, they look yeah. innocent and cute and harmless. Yes. But when you realize, no, they you could know, kill you, they, right? They, oh, something that little could never, you know, yes, it could. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, it is dated, of course. I mean, you yeah. know, they came on yeah. and because they're going for this sort of 50s kind of aesthetic. Yeah. yeah. But um, I still had a blast with this. Like, look at it now. Well. I really enjoy this. Yeah. Um, it is one of my favorite Christmas movies. It's one that I kind of put in the middle between Christmas and Anti-Christmas. Because, you know, like I say, Anti-Christmas, you'd be like, ah, I don't know, this is already feeling today. Yeah. I mean, it's popping all Batman Returns or Die Hard, <laughs> right? But this was more like, I could watch this along with, like, see a Christmas story. Yeah. By the way, as I bring up a Christmas story, I realized, like, this is yet another movie, which is funny because this one came out a year after Christmas story. Where it's like, yes, yeah, Christmas and all too, but, you yeah. know, it's all commercialized now. It's all about toys and stuff like that. Yeah. But it kind of take about the toys and not about the meaning behind it, right? So... I like that, you know, movies in the 80s are kind of touching out that. It really shows, you know, some yeah. some level of for, um, you know, foresight and whatnot. But yeah, overall, even if you don't want to read in too much into these subtexts, you don't have to enjoy it. I still think this movie is great. Um, I actually going to go a lot higher than I expected to. I'm actually going to give this a light, a very, very light four and a half out of five. But I yeah. really, really dug this. Yeah. Um, I really wish that the sequel could have lived up to it. Yeah. I, it tried to, but because it was trying to you're satirical about, you know, um, sequels or whatnot, they didn't really quite work. But, you know, the first one really holds up a lot more, in my opinion. And not to say that 2 is terrible. Yeah. 2 is still decent, right? But this one really holds up. Mainly because it is a horror, you know, because yeah. it has that horror element. While this one was just played off of, well, remember what happened in the first one? We were just going to play it more slapstick and satirical, right. basically, right? And last things last, um, well, as we talked before about Ghostbusters, Gaina Patrick, you know, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know if we ever will get a Gremlins tree, but mm. let me just say this right off the bat. Please, Hollywood, please do not do a reboot or a remake of Gremlins. Please. If you have to do a, another Gremlins movie, let it be a part three. Let me see what happened to, yeah. to Billy and Kate. Did they get married? Because they yeah. were hinted at it in part two. Did they get married? What's yeah. going on with them? Did they divorce? I don't know, whatever, right? <laughs> but don't reboot this thing. Please, I don't want to see a remake of this. Yeah. No, 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 no. Don't tell me about, well, we have, you know, technology yeah, and we yeah. have VFX. Yeah, so what? Stuff. Because no, at the end of the day... No, it, it's going to lose its charm. It's going to lose its charm, yeah. There's yeah. a reason this works and it works because of the puppetry. Exactly. Right? It's like movies like Labyrinth and Dark Crystal. And yes. So if you remake those movies and you add VFX to them, it may look better on the surface, but basically it's a polished turd. Exactly. Loses, yeah. It loses that little bit of magic that made you look at these creatures and accepted that these things look like they could be real. Yeah. You know, it's it's like how adults still go crazy over Cookie Monster. And, yeah, and, and, I, I love Cookie Because you can touch them, that kind of thing. You know, it's the not eyes CG. clearly look like they have yeah. this little thing moving about in the eyeball. Yeah, there's a magic there. But like you rightfully said, I, you know what? I need to rewatch Gremlins too mm-hmm. because I remembered it more fondly. Yeah. But in rewatching Gremlins 1 and talking about it with you, 
I realized that there is a lot it it, it, it holds up really well. It does. It and is. you know, I wanna see if what you're saying, you know, maybe I'm remembering too fondly because I saw it as a kid, but it doesn't hold up as well yeah. as one, yeah. But I totally agree with you. I would give this a strong eight out of ten. Nice. You know, um I rewatched it with Ghostbusters mm. for this and I enjoyed Gremlins more. Yeah, know? yeah, it's shocking enough, you know. Yeah, surprisingly, yeah. I went in thinking Ghostbusters would be the one that I would come out feeling more uh, nostalgia for. Yeah. And it was Gremlins, it really was, you know. I so. think it's because Gremlins has this kind of child, like, when you think about it, yeah. it has this kind of childish kind of edged it, like, yeah. well, it's about creatures, you know, yeah. pocket creatures, well, pocket monsters, ha, ah, get it? Yes. You know what I mean? While it's, while, while Ghostbusters is about, well, Four guys, you know, yeah. busting ghosts, like that's badass. <laughs> but then now it's like, but Gremlins better do. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's, you know, I mean, if you prefer Ghostbusters over Gremlins, that's on. That's your opinion, right? Yes. But this is just our opinion. Yeah. But yeah, but this last thing I just want to see about, about Gremlins in general. Um, second ghost, the second, ah, second Gremlins came out in 1990. It's now 2019, folks. There's a reason why they haven't been a Gremlins tree, right? 30 years or I should say 29 years has wow. passed no sequel to Gremlins no sequel sorry to Gremlins let's 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 keep it that way now, please let me just keep the first two where they are and let me just let me not do a sequel or let me not do a remake or a reboot you know um, any last words on Gremlins and- uh, well in terms of like you said if they ever were to come up with another one I really hope it would continue the story and not be a reboot uh, let's face it, reboot, remakes, these things are just lazy cash grabs. Nine, exactly. time, nine times out of ten, you know, we do have some solid remakes out there, but nine times out of ten, it's just what it is, it's a cash grab that's playing on your nostalgia. Yeah. Um, I'm and I'm thinking, sorry, I'm sorry, that is what the 2016 Ghostbusters yes, represented, yeah. for better or for worse. I'm thinking Spielberg might be the reason there wasn't a third one, because yeah. he still has a lot of power and a lot of say. And if he doesn't want them to do a third one, maybe that's why we never got a third one. Yeah, who, 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 who knows? Yeah. Who knows? You know? Like, like after he win the Oscars, it's like yeah. Nike do this again in a way. I just really can't. Uh, maybe uh, whatever he was going through when he made Gremlins, he's like, you know what? I'm over that period in my life, and I, I don't want to do anymore. Who knows? But this movie, as it stands, I think it's it's adorable. I think it holds up really well. I would love to see it get the 4K treatment. Yes, yes, and, yes. Um, yeah, it's, it's a strong 8 out of 10 for me. It's my preferred movie. Right. 